AgriTalk is brought to you by Full Scale from Helena. Grow Strong returns this season with breakthrough foliar nutrition from Full Scale at Reproduction. And by Propane. Propane is the energy for everyone, especially farmers. Environmentally friendly propane can fuel most anything on the farm. See how at propane.com. A Chinese balloon, an almost magical employment report, some warning signs for the GOP. The cattle bill is back in front of senators. The State of the Union address is coming next week. And the WOTUS final rule faces a resolution of disapproval. Not sure if that makes any difference or not, but we've got it all for you on this week's Free For All. Live from 2-3-23 via Farm Journal broadcast, this is AgriTalk. This morning, it's a Friday for Reefer Hole. Panelists Tyson Redpath from the Russell Group and Sean Haney from Real Ag Radio. I'll be standing by to lob insights as well. Right after the news, Jennifer Scheich from Farm Journal's Pork. I'm handsome newsman Davis Michelson. And now... The host of Agritalk, Chip Flory. All right, Davis. I'm just noticing that uh, my computer tells me it is negative three on two three twenty three. Ooh, there might See? be something there. Uh huh. I'm telling you, there's we hear- just, that's weird. Weird. We, Wild. We, we here at the stuff. Southern Outpost are at lucky thirteen degrees right well, now. There's another one. Mm-hmm. We need mm-hmm. to make a trip. We need to make a trip. I mean, I'm all for going right now. Uh-huh. But we should maybe go get a Powerball. With uh-huh. the numbers 3, 13, 23, 33, 43, 53, 63. No, and the Powerball 63. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Huh? Because Are you with in your, with me? With your negative 3 and my 13 degrees, we have two threes in yeah. 23. Oh, Boy, something's aligned here. This is wild. This, this is, is wild. This is <laughs> too big for radio. <laughs> welcome. Welcome to AgriTalk and a free-for-all. I'm back in the bunker. Again, thank you so much to the Wisconsin Corn and Soybean Associations and and growers over there for having me over to the Dells. Got to talk to the whole group. And when I say whole group, Mm -hmm. and I've mentioned before that this is a sizable gathering of Wisconsinites. Sounded like it. Yeah. Um, Eight o'clock in the morning. I'm up talking about policy and Mm -hmm. stealing stuff from Wiesmeyer to present to this group. Excellent. And... Um, the chairs are full and the whole back wall is, is lined. Wow. Like two and three deep. room only. Mm -hmm. Like two and three deep. I'm I'm guessing there was 600 people in the room at eight o'clock in the morning in the Wisconsin Dells. And these are farmers. These are guys that showed Mm -hmm. up the night before and may have had a little bit of fun, uh, the night before. Wow. Just suggesting. So let me ask so, you this: at, at a deal yeah. like that, do they do yeah. they bring their seed hats and a sharpie and have you sign sure. their seed hats? Type no, of deal? Do you ever do that? No. That kind of thing. Nope. Very very few autograph seekers. Very oh. few. It's not that kind of group. These guys okay. are, you know, they're hey, they're professionals. Mm-hmm. They're professionals. Mm-hmm. After enough. all, I I haven't asked for yours yet. Well, yeah, I guess not. You haven't you, asked for mine. Well, that's true. I have there all of yours go. on my 
on my dim reviews, though. That, I've got all kinds of autographs from you. Comes to work late, extra sass, you know, excessive oh, nonsense. We are running out of time. <laughs> Let's get going with the news. Chip, the bipartisan Promoting Agriculture Safeguards and Security Act was introduced in both congressional chambers. It will protect U.S. national security by preventing foreign adversaries from taking any ownership or control of agricultural land and business in the United States, Chip, Man. a big issue here. This is huge. I mean, what does this mean for China's uh, China's investment in Smithfield? Right. Uh, JBS? Yep. Uh, does, does JBS have to leave? A lot of questions. I want to talk to Tyson about this. Mortgage rates edged lower for a fourth straight week. The average rate on the popular 30-year fixed mortgage rate fell to 6.09%. Chip, that's the lowest level since mid-September, according to a survey of lenders released by Freddie Mac yesterday. Mortgage rates were around 3.5% one year ago. Yeah, and we've got the payroll numbers in the employment report to talk about this morning as well. That's going to some interesting numbers there. Here's a piece of good news. The U.N. Food and Ag Organization Global Food Price Index dropped for the 10th straight month in January, uh, 17.9% below the March 2022 peak. The Energy Department is asking Congress to halt the sales of 26 million more barrels of oil from the nation's emergency supply of oil mandated for this fiscal year as it seeks to refill the Strategic Petroleum Reserve chip. we got to top that puppy off at some point. Yeah, we absolutely do. What's the market doing in response to that? 77.13 in the WTI March contract up a buck 25 a barrel. Brazil's foreign trade chamber reinstated the 18% import tariff on ethanol, making U.S. imports less price competitive in that country. The current administration let the 0% tariff expire on February 1. Users down there are not going to be happy with this because their supplies of ethanol are relatively tight. Consumers Mm. want U.S. ethanol there. Well, the Cattle Facts Outlook Seminar at the annual Cattle Industry Convention in New Orleans suggests prices and profitability will again favor cattle producers in 2023. Kevin Good, Vice President of Industry Relations for Cattle Facts, noted U.S. beef cow cattle inventories are down 1.5 million head from cycle highs, saying, quote, drought improvement and higher cattle prices should slow beef cow culling through this year i hope that's right boy we're going to get a report from sean haney from the big easy this morning well and merck animal health announced the results of its first ever consumer transparency research study it found that two-thirds of consumers say transparency in animal protein is extremely or very important 86 percent of consumers who said transparency is important also ranked traceability as extremely or very important more than 50% of the respondents said they were willing to pay a 5% premium for transparency on the label. Chip, it all goes down to that. If they're willing to pay more, let's give it to them. You know, you're right, but they've proven in the past that they're not all that willing to do it. So <laughs> if we want to take another shot at it, I'm fine with that. Uh, and hopefully it works this time. But we got to figure out the, the process that makes it work. Davis, mm-hmm. thank you so much, buddy. Stick around. You we're going to get you in on the free-for-all as well. Jennifer Scheich, the editor of Farm Journal's Pork. Good morning, Jennifer. Good morning. All right. It's one of my favorite times, one of my favorite announcements of the year, Jennifer. (laughs) The annual Pork Business Beard Contest. What do you got? Uh, This year was really tough. I mean, it's probably a good thing that you sat out this year as a judge because I don't know if you could have handled it. I mean, you're right. You're right. I'm not good with (laughs) with tough decisions. That's that's right. 
Oh, the winner this year, the photo cracks me up. So if you haven't seen the story, yeah. go to porkbusiness.com. But Scott Smith was the winning beard this year. He's from Windsor Heights, Iowa, and is the assistant controller at the National Pork Board. So it's a little bit of a fancier uh, bacon suit that yeah. he uh, brought to his photo. Um, but man, he has got a really good beard and very well trimmed and beautiful. And you'll have to read all the great comments about it. We have, yeah, we it, looks few... it does. It looks great framed by bacon. It does. Well, right. I mean, yeah. what doesn't? And, uh, <laughs> I mean, and there was some good working beards. We got some beards yep. and barns. Um, Clinton gave a lot of interesting, uh, a beard, uh, special Griffiths, award yeah. titles. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, one of my favorites was a beard that is basically like, looks like it's out in the, in Antarctica. I mean, it's like yeah. completely yeah. frozen the ice and kind of took a different, yeah. 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 So it was Jeez. pretty creative group this year. And yep. there were a lot of beards that you won't see in this top 10 that are pretty deserving uh, of mention as well. So it, it was fun. That's... We had a good time with it. Porkbusiness.com. Me, I judge it by how much I think the pigs would like to play with that beard. That's that's kind of my criteria. Jennifer, good stuff. Porkbusiness.com. Hey, we got the free-for-all coming your way next here on Agritalk. Agritalk is brought to you by United Animal Health, where their science allows you to maximize your genetic potential. Learn more at unitedanh.com. To produce higher yields and greater value at harvest, Timing is everything. Full Scale from Helena helps soybeans reach their full potential with breakthrough foliar nutrition and reproduction. Full Scale delivers beneficial plant extracts and micronutrients with the added efficiency of ENC formulation technology. It gives your soybeans every opportunity to grow strong returns this season. Contact your local ag retailer or Helena representative to learn more about Full Scale. Always read and follow label instructions and check registration status before use. From powering irrigation engines to warming buildings, propane has always been a part of American farm life. Now, you can be a part of propane's future and save money at the same time. The Propane Farm Incentive Program is a research initiative that provides farmers up to $5,000 towards the purchase of new propane-powered equipment. In exchange, participants share performance data to make tomorrow's ag operations more cost-effective, more efficient, and more environmentally friendly with propane. Getting started is simple. Visit propane.com slash farm incentive to see if you're eligible. On your favorite radio station or your preferred digital device, Agritalk is live every weekday. He's good at that, isn't he, Davis? He's quite good. He's quite you know, good. Drops One of the that best. funny. Drops that mm-hmm. funny right before. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Then you got to regain <laughs> a little bit of composure before we get going. You got to yeah. try. He's pretty good at he's pretty good at naming those military operations. It, yeah. It's something to behold. It's something you know, to behold. You know, Big Apple Big- Joe Agritalk producer, Big Apple Joe Stackler, everybody. Let's hear it for Big Apple Joe. You know, we don't do that enough right there, but um, the show would not. Yes, that's exactly right. The show would not be what it is if it wasn't for Big Apple Joe. Mm -hmm. So, Indeed. Appreciate all his work. Okay, let's start to bring the panelists in. Davis, are you ready? (laughs) Focus now. Focus. 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 Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, Sean Haney. Sean Aney, Real Agriculture, Real Ag Radio. How you doing, man? Chip, I'm doing great. Uh, the weather is uh, very bright and sunny here today in New Orleans, Louisiana. I'm down here for yeah. NCBA Cattle Con, and it's, uh, I'm loving the weather, man. 
Okay, awesome. You're going to be able to stay for a little bit longer and enjoy it before you head back north. Yep, I'm uh, flying home tomorrow, so I'm gonna Good. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit I'm gonna go down to Bourbon Street tonight, and I will I'll send you some texts from there. Okay, I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. Thank you for that. Um, you might as well continue to rub it in, rub it in, rub it in. All right. Uh, let's bring in Tyson Redpath from the Russell Group DC. Tyson, man, thanks so much for making time for us again today. How are you? Good, Chip. Thanks Good. for thanks for having me. I'm still licking my wounds after the grand theft larceny at Arrowhead Stadium last Arrowhead. Sunday. But uh, yeah, I wondered. I'm good. I've gotten over it, as you can tell. Well, yep. I've got a little something for that. Just quickly, video game maker Tecmo has crafted a simulation based on current rosters using their Nintendo platform, Tecmo Bowl. Oh, no. Patrick Mahomes has a good game in the Super Bowl. According to this simulation, Philadelphia shuts down the running game entirely. Uh, containing Jalen Hurts on the ground game appears to be a big struggle for KC. Chiefs offense stalls out in the third quarter. Eagles win 27-24 in overtime. So wow. I don't know if that makes you feel any better, Tyson, or not, but there there is that. Wow. Fly, Eagles, fly, brother. Fly, Eagles, fly. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, you guys, let's uh, let's buckle in here. And get serious. Earlier this week, Federal Reserve raised the Fed funds rate a quarter of a point, a slowdown in the rate of the increase. This morning, we get a non-farm payroll increase of 517000 in January. The market was looking for a 187000 increase. Unemployment rate fell to 3.4% versus an estimate of 3.6%. This is the lowest jobless level since May of 1969, 69, wages, hourly wages increased 0.3% in line with the estimate, 4.4% up from a year ago. You guys, this feels like economic magic dust. It's inflation. Inflation is pulling back, and we've got this job growth that is rather stunning. Sean. When you see this, what were your thoughts? That if you believe that the Fed will not stop until we start to see unemployment go higher, oh. the Fed has it needs to keep going. It's going to keep going. Yeah. Um. It, it. You know. It. I've been thinking a lot this week about protein demand. It also kind of shows you why protein demand has not bucked at all. It. It continues yeah. to be strong. The, the consumer is uh, even with high price. You know, higher prices. Is we're sustaining it, and and so the the, the Fed, I, I think, you know, we we heard from Powell, they're they're not done yet. Um, right. Canada Canada's been more saying, you know, we're pausing, so there is a bit of a divergence here between the two central banks in North America, but uh, yeah, I think the Fed keeps on going. Boy, Tyson, did you have any response or reaction to the numbers this well, morning? I- yeah, I mean, I, I would have loved to have been a thought bubble in Jay Powell's head after yeah. after the report came out this morning. I, um, you know, I'm sure he's thinking, man, if I could have only seen that maybe before uh, I, I did what I did. But I, I, I agree. I mean, I, I still think, you know, participation in the workforce is yep. going to be a key metric. Um, you know, I think there's still on the order of a couple million folks that have not come back into the workforce. Now, a lot of that is baby boomers. It just so happens the pandemic hit, right? Given baby yep. boomers a lot of 
ammunition to go ahead and retire. And, and, you know, we still haven't filled, I think fully that void. It's, it's crazy. I mean, it, it, there will be, uh, economic professors in, in colleges and universities, 10, yes. 20, 30 years from now, you know, writing about this. So dude, it, it's well, interesting. You, and if you, we, if you've got that right, because that's one of the notes that I made on this thing. It, 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 to, to me, the combination of, uh, of the inflation numbers and the jobs data and the higher interest rates and everything is more proof to me that you cannot use the old economic modeling to figure out what will or even is happening in a recovery economy. And my final, no- my final note yeah. here is new chapters are being written for economic textbooks as we speak. Yeah. Yeah, but. Doesn't history tell when we start to think there's some sort of new normal or, you know, like just you know, there's a new way of analyzing it. You know, there's, there's this new precedent. We sort of get our hit in the face with a boat paddle and reminded that some of these old economic principles sure. still exist. We got to be cautious here, though, too. Well, because here's sure, the that, thing. That's right. If, Go if ahead, we're going to look if we're going to look to the beard and the pig pen, if I can yeah. use the analogy. Okay. Uh, Dow futures up 50 S&P down Nasdaq down. They, yeah. That, you know, it's okay. It's great. It's very exciting. But until it translates into something, uh, well, I don't know if you can call the, the Dow real, but until it translates yeah. into something real, what do we got? No, the Dow is very real. The, yeah, no, I, I, I disagree when people say, well, you can't really trust what the equities are telling us. Really? Mm-hmm. No, yes, you can. Yes, you can. Well, um, then the equities the, are telling us, meh. Yeah, well, okay, the, the point the point that I'm the point that I'm trying to make is we are learning uh, how a recovery economy performs. in real in real time as in real go, time right. yeah right out right yeah. yeah yeah so I I mean it almost I almost want to just kind of sit back and and watch and observe and 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 you know what else are you going to do. But at the same time, I it's one of those things, you guys, I think about it nearly constantly because of, of some of the things that, that Haney was talking about. What is going to be the overall impact on mm. investment in agriculture, uh, consumer trends, uh, the buying habits and everything? I, it's, it's all um, – there's a lot of, lot of different components here because – I'm sorry, you guys, when you go to the grocery store for the average consumers l- like us, it, it uh, it's having an impact on some of the things that I buy. There, there's no question. Anytime I see a dozen eggs sub $4, I buy it, whether I need eggs it? or not. I saw three eighty nine yesterday while I was cruising through getting some lettuce. Like, three eighty nine, woohoo! I just hit the lottery. Yep. 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 Hey, you know what? Think about the re- at a restaurant. I, I met a reasonably okay hotel it's not exactly five star here yeah. in new orleans and i had breakfast this morning it was two eggs toast and a, and a few little bits of hash brown and i think it was like 23 dollars yeah two yeah. eggs yeah yeah okay um i i noticed that yesterday morning as well i bought for one other person and I, it was a bill that i was just like whoa my goodness i didn't expect that yeah uh, kind of some scary stuff. What else is going on down in New Orleans? Oh, well, on Bourbon Street or at the convention? Nah, at the Let's convention. go to the convention. <laughs> yeah. Let's go Bourbon okay. Street. 
yeah, that, uh, that's for later. Um, okay, so we we a lot of focus on the weather. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of talk about the size of the cow herd. Yeah. Where are all of these feeder cattle going to come from? The Mexico has I, now. I didn't realize this, but there's been a real downtrend in Mexican feeder cattle coming into the U.S. as Mexico has expanded its its uh, feeding or sorry its its slaughter industry. Um, Canada is also a big buyer of of U.S. feeder cattle right now too, um, and, and so a lot of talk about the cow herd size, and we need weather to change. We need this drought in the western half of the U.S. to break. And Cattle Facts had a it was re- there was there was actually applause <laughs> when they gave their weather report and they said La Nina is we're, we're kicking it to the yeah. curb. Um, now, how quickly that happens, that we'll have to wait and see. But that's a lot more encouraging ship than a year ago at this meeting. Oh, yeah. where it was drought, 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 drought. So that, that's been a big part of the discussion here this week, I found. Well, yeah, and with the cattle inventory or the cattle report that gives us the inventory of the U.S. cattle herd out earlier this week, it uh, uh, and with so much focus on that beef cow herd and the lack of beef heifer replacements in the report, I, I think is is moving that cattle industry closer and closer and closer to that edge of not being able to keep up with some of the demand that is in place. Now, that demand I'm talking about is at current price. If this tightness in the supply turns into a $30 a pound ribeye at this time next year, well, the the supply might be able to keep up with demand at that point. All right, we're going to keep the free-for-all going next. Some warnings for the GOP. From powering irrigation engines to warming buildings, propane has always been a part of American farm life. Now, you can be a part of propane's future and save money at the same time. The Propane Farm Incentive Program is a research initiative that provides farmers up to $5,000 towards the purchase of new propane-powered equipment. In exchange, participants share performance data to make tomorrow's ag operations more cost-effective, more efficient, and more environmentally friendly with propane. Getting started is simple. Visit propane.com slash farm incentive to see if you're eligible. To produce higher yields and greater value at harvest, timing is everything. Full Scale from Helena helps soybeans reach their full potential with breakthrough foliar nutrition and reproduction. Full Scale delivers beneficial plant extracts and micronutrients with the added efficiency of ENC formulation technology. It gives your soybeans every opportunity to grow strong returns this season. Contact your local ag retailer or Helena representative to learn more about Full Scale. Always read and follow label instructions and check registration status before use. Time for Markets Now with the experts from ProFarmer. All right, let's bring him in, ProFarmer Editor Brian Grady. Beach, another day, another contract high in soybean meal. Wow, that's an impressive move. Yeah, absolutely, Chip. And, and tied to uh, concerns in Argentina, they've had recent rains, uh, but uh, you know it looks like the next 10 days or so is going to be hot and dry and, and more stressful. Uh, so... Um, you know, Argentina being uh, major, the major uh, soy yeah. meal exporter onto the global marketplace, uh, that that's given that market uh, a boost and, and new contract highs, like you mentioned there. Yeah, within a dollar of five hundred bucks a ton in that March contract, that's uh, pretty crazy. The high today, four ninety nine twenty. Not so much in the beans or the oil. What's happening? <laughs> Uh, a lot of spreading action going on, yep. actually. So meal market uh, trading to the upside, but uh, soy oil sharply lower. And uh, the soybeans are, are trading along with soy oil here at mid-morning, uh, despite a, a daily uh, new crop uh, soybean sale to unknown destinations this morning. 
Wow. Okay. Be, uh, corn, excuse me, corn seems to be kind of stuck in the middle of, of soybeans and wheat, wheat straight to the downside. Yeah, wheat's under some pressure. Uh, the dollar shot sharply higher after the uh, jobs oh. report came in stronger than anticipated. Sure. And, and uh, so that's having an influence there. Uh, we already have export uh, concerns with wheat, obviously. Uh, and then corn, you mentioned, it's just kind of sitting around unchanged and not doing a whole lot, pretty directionless. All right, take us over to the livestock trade. What's happening? Well, we're still waiting on cash cattle trade to develop. Surprise, uh, we're- surprise. Yeah, facing just a little bit of profit-taking pressure in that market after yesterday's explosive gains, and and so probably not too too surprising ahead of the weekend and waiting on that cash trade to develop. Mixed trade in feeders, and then a, a mostly firmer tone, those slight gains in uh, hogs. All right, good stuff, Brian. Have a good weekend. That's Pro Farmer Editor Brian Grady on Markets Now. Opinions expressed on AgriTalk do not necessarily reflect the views of Farm Journal Broadcasting, affiliate stations, or sponsors. When news breaks, the newsmakers talk about it on AgriTalk with Chip Flory. Welcome back to AgriTalk and the Free-for-All. I'm your host, Chip. Davis Michelson is with us. We've got Hello. Tyson Redpath from the Russell Group DC. Sean Haney, Real Agriculture, Real Ag Radio. Reporting to us live from New Orleans. Um, okay, guys, there are several D.C. congressional issues that made the list of things that we could potentially talk about. Representative Omar uh, was booted from the House Foreign Affairs Committee. Davis, what was what was your reaction to that? Well, my thought is, you know, it. It smacks just a little bit of the GOP playing some revenge politics. And there there were others that McCarthy has has listed as potentially in his sights. I'm scrolling yep. downward here to, to my notes here. Um, let's see. Omar, as well as uh, California Democratic Reverend uh, Schiff and Eric uh, Swalwell yeah, from their Schiff intelligence from committee. From the intelligence post. committee. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And uh, so you you just wonder as they're coming in, feeling like, oh man, we've got a chance here. Were they shocked? Maybe, maybe not by Biden's victory over Trump, Schiff thinking that Trump been. was a layup. Now we've got we've got to do something meaningful and big as we're moving toward 2024. Yeah, Tyson, what's your reaction to this? Well, I again, I think there is a distinction and and some difference. Let's first take um, you know Eric Swalwell and, and Adam Schiff. Um, when you sit on the house intelligence committee, uh, you are privy to and briefed on some of, of the most sensitive and classified information, um, that the U S government has, uh, both of those individuals, uh, I think after investigation, not by Congress, uh, but by various authorities, uh, it, it, it should be pointed out to your viewers had some very significant questions yeah. uh, about in, in the case of a representative Swalwell, uh, a relationship with a Chinese national. And in the case of Chairman Schiff, um, you know, if you go back to the Russia investigation and yeah. the impeachment uh, against President Trump, I, I think there was at best a considerable amount of malfeasance. Uh, yeah. And I think uh, uh, trouble grappling with the truth. Now, yes. when you sit yeah, on the he, House he, Intelligence, he either misrepresented the truth or lied. Uh, right, plain and simple. And, yeah. and on the Intelligence Committee, I I agree. That's a big deal, and that merits 
uh, yeah. uh, being being deposed from that committee. Yep. Uh, Representative Omar, it, it is payback politics. Uh, uh, I think actually Nancy Mace took a really responsible position this week, uh, meeting with uh, Speaker McCarthy and coming up with a bipartisan plan to stop this payback politics. Because it didn't just start with Representative Omar. There were Republicans that Speaker Pelosi kicked off in the prior Congress. Again, not on the Intelligence Committee, um, which to me has a different threshold, but just, you know, the Foreign Affairs Committee and other committees. That's got to stop. I agree. Yep. Um, but in order to do that, you got to get bipartisan buy-in. Because it, it's not a, what about politics if, oh, it's Democrats did it, Republicans did it. You know, where does that end? Where does that yeah. end? That doesn't end. Yeah. So. So hopefully um, Representative Mace and, and the speaker are sincere about sort of putting together a bipartisan group to say, look, enough's enough, folks. Gotcha. Well, gotcha. and when it comes to Omar, isn't McCarthy kind of cornered from certain segments of his party based on the concessions yes. that he gave up to be speaker in the first place? Like, yeah, he doesn't have a lot of wiggle room. That That's right. Yeah, I think that's it, right. I, and, I don't know that Rep- that factored into this, but but yeah, that's right. He does. Yeah, not and with Representative Omar, <laughs> she's got the. She, I, I, I'm not going to bring up a whole long list of issues with Representative Omar, but it's her. It, it's how she uh, referred to at least once uh, the September 11 terrorist attack in the U.S. You know when she. <laughs> When she said some guys doing some things, referring to terrorists, it it, it, that is a line that a lot of Americans can't get over. Mm -hmm. That is a line that a lot of congressmen and Congress representatives can't get over. Well, another one, another one that I've seen cited was comparing the U.S. and Israel to Hamas and Al Qaeda. Yeah, that does not sit well. No, no. And, and like I Again, said, I, I think there's a, a lengthy list of things that we could go down on this show, but yes. we're not going to do it. All right. And again, so. because she's on the Foreign Affairs Committee, we're not talking yeah. about mm-hmm. the Ag Committee. Yep. We're not talking about the Energy and Commerce Committee. You know, right. it's not, oh, I got kicked off my, you, you, you're on the Foreign Affairs Committee. Yeah. That's why it's important to think about it. So. Exactly. Okay. <clears throat> Tyson, here we are. It's February. It's February. Um, How is the GOP doing in the House? Uh, you know, I, look, I think Kevin McCarthy is that that was a win for him yesterday. Um, he's notched some wins, right? He's okay. notched some wins. And, and I think his biggest challenge uh, in some discussion, you know, we had, right, is his biggest challenge will be leading House Republicans. And we're about to see this in a couple weeks when GOP presidential aspirants become the news yeah. when they come to the table. And I can tell you, uh, having worked for John Boehner and having seen this even in my time on Capitol Hill, it's a hard, hard place when you're trying to manage House Republicans and all of a sudden all the national media focus is on presidential aspirants from your party, what they say, what they do, what they're going on. You know what happens? Pretty soon, it's not the legislative agenda that your members get asked about. When they come off the House floor, it's, hey, did you see what Nikki Haley said? Yeah. Hey, did you see what Ron DeSantis said? Hey, did you see what former yeah. President Trump said? Has mm-hmm. nothing to do with the legislation that you just debated on the House floor. You know, Nikki Haley says something at 10 o'clock. You come off the 
before 1030. And that's the story. And you're supposed to be up to speed with it. Yep. And you're supposed to be up to speed with it. Right. So that's going to be a a challenge for him. Um, And, and that's, what's going to be important to watch. This is where the length of the U S election cycle, like, and I don't mean the term, I mean, just how, like how it stretches out, how long, like these, yeah, the campaigns are and the primary, I think it just, this is where it does a disservice because there's so much overlap. Like there is a point in a ter- where you have to actually try to govern and do the work instead of leading up to what's like next. Like we're, we're, we're quite a ways away from that next presidential election, relatively speaking, yet it feels like it's already kind of, we're already in campaign mode as Tyson yeah was was talking about i think it really does a disservice i i like though the language this week out of speaker mccarthy when he talked about that meeting with biden as it uh, as it uh had to do with the 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 debt limit yeah it sounded like it sounded like actually like business yes like yeah it was re- honestly i thought it was kind of refreshing um <laughs> yeah it you know, was and, boring and he, Yes, thank you. Yes. And and he talked about how, listen, it's not going to get us closer to a deal. We don't agree on everything, but I felt it was positive. I can't remember his exact words. Yeah, I'm no. not going to negotiate it here in the media. Well, thank goodness. Like we're that right. That, that right. was a good I, I thought that was very good on him. Tyson? Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. It was encouraging. Uh, I think as well, uh Democratic leader um uh Meeks. Um, also saying, yeah. you know, look, we're, we're going to talk about this. Uh, the speaker and I are going to talk about this. Uh, yeah. So all very encouraging. And look, with those types of negotiations, the debt ceiling, again, seeing this played out uh, early 2010, 2011, 2012, all throughout the 20 teens, really. Um, that's what you have to do as a leader is lower the temperature. Look, when, when push comes to shove on the final deal, the temperature is going to be hot enough. You don't need at this stage to right. turn it up high already. So gotcha. very encouraging. Okay. Very encouraging. Yep. All right. Davis, tell me about the PASS Act. The the, uh, the PASS Act. I've got oh, The Promoting caught, Agriculture Safeguards and Security. You've caught me with my notes down at just the moment. <laughs> at the moment. Uh, Help me okay. out here. Doggone it. It's Where a bipartisan. Yeah. Help it, me out. You're the one that sent me the note. It's I know it is. I know it is. I got a million things in my Here we go. Bipartisan- right here. Okay. Uh, protect national security by preventing foreign adversaries. I wanted to get it right. From taking any ownership or control of ag land and businesses in the United States. Uh, Congressman Rick Crawford was a co-sponsor uh, yep. talking about entities ultimately controlled by the com- uh, Chinese Communist Party buying American farmland and ag companies. This has been a big topic here up in North Dakota. Uh, the governor well, was and the and the citizens were freaking out because and, of the proximity to an air force base. Same deal down in Texas. Right. This is definitely getting some well, attention the air here. Force, the air force has come out and said that this is a strategic issue. We talked about it with Feenstra, a representative Feenstra earlier this week. He's got another act that's under consideration that that has something similar. Is this safe ground to walk on? I tell you what, with the group that I was talking with yesterday yeah. in Wisconsin Dells, this is safe ground. Uh, this is well, this is something that yeah. And a story about a Chinese balloon just sort yeah. of lofting over uh, U.S. <laughs> soil isn't isn't going to hurt the uh, effort at all. Tyson? Yeah, and, and this morning, Secretary Blinken uh, has postponed uh, yeah. his previously scheduled trip to Beijing. So, look, 
it is safe ground. I, I would be surprised if we don't uh, address this in some meaningful way, meaning these bills get signed into law this year, uh, potentially even as part of a farm bill. Um, I, I think the most important step in, in the PASS Act is making sure the Secretary of Agriculture is on CFIUS. For your listeners, that's the Committee on Financial Review. Anytime a foreign government is investing in an asset of, of national security importance here in the U.S., um, the president has this committee really run by the Treasury to review uh, those investments. Secretary of Agriculture under this legislation will be on that committee. Should have okay. been done a long time ago. Secretary of Ag should have been on CFIUS a long time ago. So, Interesting. Okay, so uh, just a question before we get to the break here, and then when we come back. Would the PASS Act have prevented Chinese investment in Smithfield and JBS entry into U.S. meat processing? Let's address that next. To produce higher yields and greater value at harvest, timing is everything. Full Scale from Helena helps soybeans reach their full potential with breakthrough foliar nutrition and reproduction. Full Scale delivers beneficial plant extracts and micronutrients with the added efficiency of ENC formulation technology. It gives your soybeans every opportunity to grow strong returns this season. Contact your local ag retailer or Helena representative to learn more about Full Scale. Always read and follow label instructions and check registration status before use. From powering irrigation engines to warming buildings, propane has always been a part of American farm life. Now, you can be a part of propane's future and save money at the same time. The Propane Farm Incentive Program is a research initiative that provides farmers up to $5,000 towards the purchase of new propane-powered equipment. In exchange, participants share performance data to make tomorrow's ag operations more cost-effective, more efficient, and more environmentally friendly with propane. Getting started is simple. Visit propane.com slash farm incentive to see if you're eligible. I don't know what you're thinking. So call us at 855-4-TALK-AG and tell us what's on your mind. All right, fellas, put on your running shoes. we got a lot of ground to cover here yet. Sean Haney, Real Agriculture, Real Ag Radio, Tyson Redpath, Russell Group, Davis Michelson, me, Chip Flory. This is the free-for-all on AgriTalk. We were talking about the PASS Act at the end of the last segment. My question was, Tyson, would it have prevented, if it was in place many years ago now, would it have prevented China's investment in Smithfield? Would it have prevented JBS entry into U.S. processing? Uh, well, so so a couple of things here. Uh, disclaimer: uh, I'm not an attorney. Yeah, uh, and I'm thankful for that. Ha ha ha. <laughs> um, I, I we are too. A couple of things. Uh, I do, the definition of agriculture and business and agriculture real estate. Chip is the key. And I don't know that protein processing, meat processing, um, it, it would, would, okay. would match with that definition. I think what this is going at truly is farmland. It, so when yeah. I see agriculture, yeah. real estate, that's, that's what I think this is, this is going at. For Brazil, for JBS, right? It, yeah. it wouldn't matter because these, this legislation specifically covers uh, four countries, North Korea, China, Iran, and Russia. Okay. So um, making sure that that's covered. I, I just don't think on meat processing, this would cover that. Now, okay. back to my point about the Secretary of Agriculture being on CFIUS. 
those transactions were subject to civius review. Yeah. Um, now, at that point, you know, the USDA secretary wasn't wasn't part of civius. USDA is consulted, but uh, you know, he doesn't have he or she does not have an official sort of vote on that civius review committee. Right. Okay. All right. You know, when we talk about foreign involvement in U.S. agriculture and, you know, should it go all the way down to the, the business side and, and company ownership, we always think about the livestock side of things. But what about Syngenta? What about Bear? What about there? These are global industries that we're talking about. And there's there's foreign involvement all the way around. Haney, I know you're in New Orleans, but do you know where your laptop is? <laughs> that's a beautiful segue yeah, yeah. <laughs> because i think I, we know where hunter biden's laptop is because i it isn't what happened this week an admission that okay yep it's my laptop but i'm gonna go on the offensive and i'm gonna say it's my laptop and quit talking about it otherwise you should go to jail why didn't so what i don't understand is why he just didn't say this initially yeah. What 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 is what what all of a sudden is like giving him the motivation to like yeah okay fine it's mine. Uh, he's apparently going it's, after Tucker Carlson for defamation and uh, I, honestly I, I said it before I just hope in the next election cycle fresh faces so that yeah. we can put all of this on both sides behind I, the, all of this stuff is just it it's not good for the health of the nation. Yeah. Yeah. Tyson, the thing that disturbs me the most about this, and I mean, I, you know, I believed that it was a legit laptop and, and everything, but at one point, 50 some intelligence officers signed off and said that this is all the makings of Russian misinformation. How could they be yeah, so and, wrong? And I'm sorry, has, has anyone asked for those former intelligence officials to, take out a full page ad in the Washington post. I, I think it was the post like they did and say, yeah. Oh wait, we were wrong. Sorry, I mean, we were that's wrong. the thing, right? There, there, there's no accountability. The New York post <sighs> is entitled to massive and a massive apology tour from virtually yes. every other media outlet because yes. the New York post was slammed for being, you know, tabloid, a tabloid. Yep. And, and I don't care if it was network television or, you know, uh, the papers of national record, <clears throat> the Post and New York Times, it, you know, just this immediate like dismissal of this information is is what is the real travesty here. Right. Yeah. And then there's no there's this is what folks are tired of. There's no accountability. Those officials can go out and say that those media outlets can go that. But then there's, you know, the retraction, the recampment of that, that doesn't get any or the same level of publicity, right? So right. Th that's what's most disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, uh, it, it's, it's absolutely mind-blowing to me. Uh, and, and here's the deal. Here's the deal. There are – I anticipate that we are going to be talking about the laptop and the contents of that laptop into the future. I'm making a promise to everybody right now. We're not going to talk about drugs. We're not going to talk about sex. We're not going to talk about hookers. We're not going to talk about any of that. That is not going to be it. If, as a matter of fact, I'm barely, I'm barely going to have to mention Hunter. 
the only time that we are going to talk about this again is if there is some information in that laptop that ties the president of the United States to wrongdoing. If that comes up, you dang right we're going to talk about it again. Okay? Fair enough. Does that make sense, Haney? I think so. Yeah, absolutely. I. It's uh, th- this has been. I think. I think Tyson hit on it. Is that you know the the post really from everybody was pointing fingers uh, that you know this was some sort of partisan hack job and uh, you know yeah there should be some apologies. Yeah, Chip. Does that include references to the big guy? <laughs> uh, yeah. Is that enough? Is that enough? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Okay. I come on. I I, I don't think there's any question about. Uh, who who the big guy is in this all right Chip, one last one point, with Haney. Think, go ahead no into sean's point oh we do need to move into you know issues of importance to the american yeah. people so yep that's right that's right hey i wanted to bring this one up uh the cattle bill the cattle market price discovery and transparency act it's back in front of another congress uh haney any talk about that down there in, in new orleans uh, I heard more about the American Beef Labeling Act um, okay. in terms of MCOOL, of course, from because you know coming from the Canadian perspective, which doesn't seem to have a lot of thrust behind it, but concerned that some of the text ends up in the farm bill. That was the the big thing I heard this week. That's the okay. concern. Interesting, Tyson. I sure enjoy it when you come along for the ride on Friday mornings, man. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks, guys. Have a great weekend. All right, All right. that is Tyson Redpath from the Russell Group in D.C. Haney, have fun down there. Stay safe. Call for bail money if you need it. Absolutely. Cheers, everybody. All right. Davis, we'll talk to you this afternoon. We also talk with Scott Brown from the University of Missouri right here on Agritalk.